you so much for meeting us. Oh, thank you for having me. Would you like to introduce <laughs> yourself? Oh, hi, I'm Ian Sinclair. I talk a couple times. <laughs> that does it professionally. <laughs> um, so this is a question you've probably never been asked before. What is your favorite anime? It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> as a fan, to work on what? Specificity, my friend. Um, just in, as a fan. As a fan, it was always Dragon Ball. Like, like Z specifically, but as I've gotten older, I've really enjoyed going back and watching original Dragon Ball because it's... Ding, 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 right. Like, <laughs> so um, silly. Um, Bebop. Um, if I wasn't in it, I would say Space Dandy. Uh, I, I, Space Dandy genuinely is one of my favorite of all time. I, it just, I, just, I just know how that sounds, me saying that. Right. Like, watch, if you got to watch just the sub, if you hate dubs, it's, it's worth it. One way or the other, check out Space Dandy. It's, it's really good. You should watch the dub. So given that Dragon Ball was so so much of an impact on, on your fandom and, and probably your entry into anime, how was it to play Whis? Yeah. To actually become part of the Dragon Ball canon? It's the neatest thing. It, it, like, um, Whis is... Yeah, I, I, I get to train my heroes, man. It, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It is... Um, it's a joy. It's, it's artistically deeply fulfilling, and the way I, I say it to people, it, it's hard to express, but, like, I'm as excited doing it as you would be. Like, and, and it's it's that kind of, like, if, if you think that you would get in a booth and go, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. In my Dragon Ball shirt, or wearing my Capsule Corp and going in there and then having Trunks come in and me being like, I wore this for you, and no, you didn't. You're just a nerd. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's it's huge for me, and 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 uh, it blows me away that it, uh, he's he's still in it. He's he's still involved. I've I've got probably another year worth of recording uh, to get up to 131. I'm praying it comes back. I'm praying it comes. Sounds back. like it is. I mean, movie then another series. Yeah. But did they say another series? Yeah, they said there's a movie that's a continuation, and there'll be another series mm. afterwards. It sounded pretty solid too. That's good. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to know until I get a phone call that's like, hey, man, I can call you for some new Dragon Ball. Hit the call. Hit the call or whatever <laughs> that is. And then be like, oh, great, a new series. And and, that, and that'll be fantastic. It's it's amazing. Um, uh, I get to train my heroes. I get to train my heroes. And, and I'm losing it. And then when I actually get to fight them, like, I'm, oh, when I uh, when Whis fights uh, Goku in the uh, time chamber, uh, no, it's it's the gravity chamber. Uh, later on, I cannot wait to record that. I cannot wait for a battle with Goku that's just like all out. It's it's the it's the it's the dream. Good luck to sleeping the day before the night before. Oh man, I'm gonna have to have like sleep time tea and like like have to exercise or something the day before because I'm I'm work out the nerves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I go in there to have a monster energy and I just get real like. All right, this will be fun. Yeah, well, uh, certainly Dragon Ball and that whole universe, that was my introduction into the world of anime. What's been your favorite character in that entire universe? Vegeta. It doesn't have to be now. Oh, Vegeta. Vegeta. Okay. <laughs> it's Vegeta. No, Vegeta's anime is, is Dragon Ball's Wolverine. He, you know, gets all the badass lines, gets the, never resurrect again, like, it's Vegeta. And I think Whis likes Vegeta more, too. I, I do, and, and I've noticed that in his lines, because Goku and Vegeta will be talking to him, and he'll be like, okay, Vegeta, you'll get this. There are 12 universes, and she's like, yeah, cool, all right, 12. And Goku's <laughs> like, but what is that? And, and you just listen to the tone of voice he usually takes with him, and he's like, uh, 
there are many bad bats and now they boom boom okay and and i because of that because of watching vegeta train in the new series and how he is as a student and everything i it just furthered my love for him as a kid it was always it was always um future trunks because I think I think all of us like teenage boys at that time were like, oh, I'm Future Trunks, Vegeta's my daddy. <laughs> Look at my sword. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think I answered it. Maybe. How do you uh, speaking of Dragon Ball Z? How do you bring more physicality to those more demanding roles? He's great. I don't have to. I'm weak. Everybody else has to scream and scream and scream. And they, like, blow out their voices every time they do a Dragon Ball session. A uh, agents will not schedule you for the rest of the day if you are doing a Dragon Ball session. Except for, for me. <laughs> because I, I, the loudest I got was that. Doing that. Past that, like, uh, I might squeal with joy for some food or whatever, but that doesn't hurt. Uh, Dragon Ball is not taxing whatsoever, and I love that. It's, it, I'm one of two. Can you guess the other character in Dragon Ball that doesn't hurt themselves when they go in? There's only two of the fighters. Me and one other. MVP. I'll just say that. 17. Really? 17 never raises his voice. Think about 17 yeah, yelling. Is that Chuck Huber still? Or is he still doing it? I know he was in Z. I didn't know if he was in Super. He has not recorded any for Super at this point. I don't think he would have, because I... Uh, he's not in the early arcs. He's not in the early arcs. Yeah. So I don't know if he's recorded Super or if they would be bringing him back. But as a I fan... Mean, okay, that that is me being all corporate about it. As a fan, I mean, come on. you got to bring him back. Yeah, it's not... You know, who are you going to get another voice actor for that? Why, why would you do that? Why? I mean, a lot of people would be like, well, do you think that once they start the Dragon Ball Super series that they'll bring you guys back? And I'd be like, how would you feel if they replaced Goku and Vegeta? I'd lose it, personally, as a fan. Enough continuations, why would you mess with a why? formula? Why? Why? So, should be Chuck. And yeah, no, they, they used to call him Huber Sessions, because he would just go in and do, do Dragon Ball very kind of, like, on the Android. <laughs> and then go home and be fine. Well, it's like Chris Evans, like, <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what has been your favorite experience working on Dragon Ball Super? Fighting Goku and Vegeta at the same time. Same time. Uh, my background in Twitter is him blocking Goku and Vegeta with his pinky and his finger. It's the neatest thing. Um, my favorite line in it was uh, when in that scene when he's, he's training with them and Goku says something like, Oh, Vegeta, you've never trained um, with Whis? You've never actually fought him? Oh, I guess that means you're not strong enough. I'm like, well, Goku, to be fair, you're not either. And he goes, I'm not strong enough to fight you? And there's just this one moment where he goes, Oh, no. <laughs> but the two of you together might be interesting. You want to try and just to get to say that to Goku, mm, mm, right? It's just mm, feels good. You were yeah. floating all day after just that. All day. <laughs> still in. I'm, dude. This is like almost a year later, and I'm still talking about it like it's a steak I just ate. Just like, mmm, <laughs> joy. Yeah. So you said that you you don't generally have to bring physicality to demanding roles. What about Rashid or Zabid? That's they, kind of come stuff. On, no, they move around. Um, that's yeah. all about keeping your head exact distance from Mike while Not still kind it. of like moving around um, especially with like Rashid and stuff and fighting stuff you can hear diaphragmatic compression and uh, stuff when you move that wouldn't be there if I just go huh, huh, that's one thing but if you hear huh, there's the mic will pick up that internal and so it'll sound more realistic so yeah you gotta move 
You gotta get up and around. And I've, I mean, I've played plenty of parts uh, that, that do that. Uh, in D. Grayman, I um, took over Uconda, and that's very physical and very screamy. And how I handle that, don't have caffeine before, do a lot of prep, warm up your voice very calmly and easily, um, warm tea with lemon. Don't drink cold water while you're doing it. Not to constrict the vocal cords. So I gotta ask. Yeah. Do you have you played all the video games that you've worked on? I mean, oh man. <laughs> Valentia is the one that I need to get into. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, I don't live in LA, so they, they didn't give me a copy. Because mm. if it's one of those like you should, the way that most places work, you're like you'll do the game, and then like the next time you work for them, they'll be like, oh hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Here's your game. Yeah. Um, I didn't get one. And I waited too long, and then it's like, That'd be weird. but now there's Breath of the Wild, and I'm going back into that since I'm on the con circuit, and uh, fighters. It's been fighters for the last month. Uh, have you guys been playing fighters? No. It's the best darn fighting game that has come out <laughs> in years. It is legit. Uh, except Street Fighter V is also extraordinarily legit. Um, <laughs> but yes, I do. I mean, because it's amazing, and I love uh, my brother is a gamer as well. So it, it is pure joy getting to beat your little brother up using your own voice in a yeah. video game. <laughs> he hates it. Because it's like, like double insult. Oh, dude. <laughs> so you're Rashid's talking line, while he is on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I have to get quiet because he'll get real mad. But like, uh, so Rashid at the end, he'll be like, oh, I did it. 50 points or whatever. And, he, and he'll just look at me and be like, this is a stupid line read. You did that stupid. You're a bad actor. And I'm like, what? He's like, I hate you. Just shut up. <laughs> We get, we get real competitive. The salt. He, really? he, he gets salty, but hey, as an older brother, I have to I have to show him what it is to play on a hard difficulty. I can't I can't let my little brother just learn to be okay with spamming. Yeah, yeah. He has to. He has no free rides here. I yeah. do that, and now he actually legitimately is. He's a, he's a damn good gamer. I'm very proud of him. I love you, Graham. You're a good man. Um, what would you be doing if you weren't an actor? Like, if I weren't an actor. It doesn't have to be legal. It could be anything. <laughs> I mean, like, you could be a jewel Give thief. us something spicy. Yeah. Oh, no, jewel um, thief. But it doesn't have to be illegal. Like, you can, it can be boring, too. I, if I never, okay. If I never was an actor? Yeah. Okay, so that's different than if I, if I, if I stopped now. Um, if I was never an actor, um, I might have gotten into cooking. Yeah. If it's not, not any sort of acting or theater Maybe that. Maybe barbecue. Maybe I'd do that. Okay, what if you stop being an actor right now? Oh, I'm, like I'm going to open up a barbecue shack. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to find a state that doesn't have, like, man, it was broke my heart. I went to Pike's Place this morning, and I saw a really nice barbecue place, and I was like, I can't move here now. I want to find a city that has no barbecue and open a Texas barbecue place. I actually did have some barbecue questions I wanted to ask you. Hell uh, yeah. When you came in earlier, we were talking a little off mic about this. So I wanted to know, what is your favorite meat and what is your favorite sauce? Okay. So I'm Texan, so I feel obligated to say beef. So I right. feel like I got to do brisket. Very Texas answer. No, br- brisket, brisket <laughs> is a wonderful thing, and I like making brisket, but brisket's something that I got to do if I'm going to have a party or something like that. Brisket isn't like a personal... Uh, but it does allow you to do the burn-ins at the end. And when I do burn-ins, I put that thing back on until it's at about 2.15, so you bite into it and it goes, you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. basically crispy fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my standard go-to is uh, just pork shoulder. Yeah. Just give, give, me, a, give me a butt. And um, uh, my favorite sauce, it actually kind of goes with, I have this thing I, I do called whiskey pork, and I only do it 
every I, I rarely do it because it's it's because uh, you got to buy a giant bottle of whiskey that you're not going to end up drinking. <laughs> so uh, you buy a giant bottle of whiskey, uh, and then you put that in a brine, then you brine that pork butt, then you take out your spices, and you mix it mostly uh, whiskey, but then a little bit of your spices, and then you inject that all over the pork butt, and then after that. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> then after that, you uh, rub it with uh, your. You take some of your spices and some of the whiskey, and make a paste, and then you rub that on the outside, and then you uh, do it over whiskey barrel chunks. Okay. Uh, and then have an aluminum pan under there. Oh that my you, God, that sounds you, delicious. You walk out with your. Um, with your little whiskey on the rocks, you take a sip and you pour it into the <laughs> pan. So all the drippings go into a whiskey water kind of sauce, and then you mix that, you know, however you want to do your sauce. You take those drippings and then you kind of infuse that into your final sauce, which is a whiskey sauce at that point. Um, and that one, uh, yeah, if you want to go Carolina with it, throw in your vinegar. If you want to go Kansas City. Uh, I just went to Kansas City, and I found, like, the thing for me barbecue-wise, it's different places. I mean, as, as anybody could, like, their different specialties are great. So you say, is one place better than another? No. This place is better at, like, Kansas City's best sauce. Like, Kansas City's sauce is amazing. Like, I, I really like Carolina sauce. Carolina, and, and people take pride in Carolina sauce, but I feel like Kansas City people don't screw around about sauce. That's, yeah. like, their thing. <laughs> right. Uh, whereas, like, if I'm going to go to Memphis, I'm going to give you some ribs. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina, I just want I want pulled pork covered in coleslaw and just this drippy sauce. Do you have any beard pro tips? I like you. <laughs> I like you. Um, you got a condition, bro. You got a condition. Yeah. So okay. It's just kind of one of those like wash it and then you know you bring it down and you just kind of leave it in and as you should with any good conditioner, you leave that in while you then you know do right, all the rest right. of your washing <laughs> and then that'll that'll make it nice and soft. Um, beard combing. Eric Vale like really got hardcore into me about like bro beard comb. I was like, really? Yeah. It keeps it from getting the, it just becomes that nice, that like floof. smooth yeah. beard comb. And then, you know, a nice oil is, 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 is a nice way to smell nice and have that nice shimmery kind of beautiful beard. Uh, this, this is just lazy. Uh, I had <laughs> a week ago, I had it out to here and that's when I was like, you know, Ooh, here's my mustache and here's my beard. This, this is just a, a three. Yeah. <laughs> Going to a con and I don't want to look like a homeless person. It's uh, funny. So, how do you decide which gigs to take? Everyone. Everyone. Well, I'm an actor. You take everything. You take everything. Like, um, there every. I, okay, I will say every once in a while there will be a political thing or something like that that I'll just be like, Nah, I'm good. Um, but I want to work. I like. I, I like. I like the job. What you do? Yeah. And that's that's the thing is like, at a certain point you stop doing it to try to like, oh, I, I want to do this because it'll be this or it'll be that because of that. I. Just like doing it, I just I like being in a booth and reading out loud for a living. It it, it brings me joy, for sure. Uh, how many auditions do you think you participate in weekly, oh, monthly, God. yearly? Uh, weekly. Let's let's do let's let's do the math. I wouldn't be surprised if I did at least seven in a week. So easy right there is 365. Easy, yeah. No, I mean I've got. While I'm here at this con, I have to do. Four auditions, and I brought a little mic to do it on. It's gonna be great. Do you like? 
you like go in the closet in your your suite and put up like some blankets and hang them there? No, you don't need to. You just need to make sure that like you need to do that if there's some kid in the next room or like playing on their switch too loudly. That would be me. I think I'm annoying my neighbors. I found out how to plug it into the screen. It's great. Um, no, no. I mean, there's the, you can pull your covers over you and do that, but I got a little thing that just pops into your lightning, so I, awesome. I make sure not to have a super reflective surface behind me. You can put your pillows, you can put the blanket, and then I just do it in the bed usually. Uh, what carries over from more traditional types of acting, like stage and film, to voice acting? Um, being able to go through the process of understanding your character and finding emotional truths and being able to... I don't know, there's a lot of tips about grounding stuff in reality and, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Acting. You learn, you learn to be an actor. And, and, and that absolutely is what carries over in, into all of it. It's... Voice acting without acting is just some dude making noises, and that's that's when you hear those doves, and you're like, does he does he sound like he's talking to another person? Right. <laughs> so being able to have understand that kind of connection, and as I, I was saying in another interview, um, Fire Emblem, for example, I did, and it's not a nice character. It's some dude who sacrifices his girlfriend at the end, like. But because I've learned so much about like how to really focus on all these other super objectives and all this other stuff, you're able to go in there and find the truths and, and do something that's real, ideally. How do you keep quiet about unannounced voice roles? You know, they happen less and less now that there are simul dubs at Funimation because it's announced within like a couple weeks. Uh, we're doing a thing at Funimation uh, called simul dubs uh, where we put out this stuff. Still recording? No, Good. <laughs> That's why you have a backup. We have the backup. We're basically <laughs> uh, you. Uh, the episode will come out like uh, sometimes the same day, uh, sometimes like I think it's like a week or two buffer or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that stuff's announced real quick. Um, video games and stuff, you just try to put it out of sight, not mind. And then you get a phone call. Someone will be like, "Hey man, congratulations on being in high queue," and you're like, oh, "I can talk Hi. about that on the Twitter." Yay. <laughs> and then yeah, I. The internet tells me when I can tell I'll talk about stuff. And you, you just try not to think about it, but go home and play some video games. Oh, uh, what was your favorite part about voicing the Zavid? <laughs> uh, that was one of my first L.A. roles. Uh, and it scared me, because it was my first L.A. role. And I was... Uh, you, you never know. They had a different format, different uh, complete experience. And I'd flown in the day before. And, you know, it's your first time in a new market. And you just... you're. You're afraid that everybody's gonna go, oh, okay, that's why you don't live in LA. Just because you're afraid you don't know if you're gonna be good, man. And so uh, I went in there and they were so wonderful and comforting and just, just kind. And there's a little French bulldog running around the studio that you just and, and so it was a very nice, relaxed experience. And so after a couple lines of me just being like, hey, shirtless guy, big old D-bag. And they're laughing, laughing. The, it just kind of flowed, and so it was a very relaxed, fun session, and everybody involved was just had a great time. What's your favorite, um, like, non-animation uh, movie or TV show? Like, what do you like outside of the genre? First show that popped to mind was Daredevil. It's so good. <laughs> which, which season do you prefer? You can give a reason, because that's a really rough one. One, uh, all the way up. 
the last couple. The last couple episodes of the second season. It was fine. It was fine, and I get why they're doing it, and a lot of it is just setting up uh, Defenders. But that's that's the problem. It was The first one was just a solid, beautiful show. Second one brought us Punisher, which I, I really liked Punisher. Um, I, I really liked the show as well. Uh, I was a big Punisher fan back in the day, so I was really just happy to see that. Garth Ennis, anything Garth Ennis, I love reading. Um... What was that? <laughs> I, I started thinking about Garth Ennis and I was like, Preacher, is Preacher coming back? Yo, yeah. Is it coming um, back? I think so. I was Fingers in, crossed. Yeah. I loved the comics, but I, I only got to check out the show uh, first few episodes, and it's, and now it's on my like backlog. It's different. Yeah, it's very it's, different. It's different. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. Glad to see Jesse, glad to see um, Cassidy be cast, but cast is fantastic. Yeah. What are your uh, top three Marvel comics characters? And I stress uh, comics, not okay. studios, movies. Yeah. Um, that's hard. If we say modernly, does that make it easier? Well, no. It's uh, For me, it was always it's, it's stage of life stuff. Um, college was absolutely Punisher because I got into Garth Ennis' Punisher. And, and Garth Ennis handles Punisher the way that I believe he should be held. He's a sociopath. Um, Venom. But when it was Lethal Protector Venom. When it was Eddie. I they read the Gargan and the and then the I like uh, what is it Lu- Lieutenant Venom or whatever he called himself Captain Venom or I it was a cool story and it's nice to have Flash redeem himself to a certain degree but even in in his thought bubbles Flash is a bully and a and a jerk and so I'm like but that's just good writing and so there's I was conflicted on that um, Spidey's one of the, the best of all time X Man was huge for me alternate Nate Gray. Age of Apocalypse. I loved that comic. Um, and as we were talking about before this, the entire X-Men, all of X-Men, uh, has been my mainstay. No matter what other things I'll read, I'll it have my secondary. It's always X-Men. It's like, so X-Men is always what I will be reading, but uh, at different times in my life, it was Cap, it was Spider-Man, and then Venom, and then I got into Spawn. Which is a progression now that I'm thinking about it. And we all loved Wolverine, so I read a lot of Wolverine. But it was X-Men. I'm going to go with X-Men, uh, Childhood Spider-Man, Teenage Years Punisher. Oh, and then Daredevil. I got real hard into Daredevil in college. But that's because I was given Kevin Smith's Guardian Devil. Have you read that? Oh, oh. Do you like Kevin Smith? Yeah. Oh, dude, if you like Kevin Smith and you like uh, comic books, Guardian Devil by, by Kevin Smith. It's fantastic. It got me back into comics. In real life, mm. not you as, as Weez, sure. uh, Ian Sinclair, yeah. you're transported to a planet without barbecue, and you're forced to fight Vegeta. What's your last meal going to be before you walk ramen. into the ring? Ramen. Ramen? Yeah, no, absolutely ramen. <laughs> what do you like in your ramen? Uh, I prefer tonkotsu ramen, if I can get it koteri, uh, with the extra fat and tare. Uh, I, I do that, but tonkotsu basically... Uh, I mean, I also really like a miso ramen, but tonkotsu is like... It, to use the barbecue thing, it's like it's like getting brisket at a Texas barbecue place. Like, it better be good. <laughs> right. <laughs> if tonkotsu isn't good, then it's like. Eh, That's my yeah. favorite as well. Yeah. When it comes to ramen. Absolutely. It's who came in. Two eggs too, for me. Oh yes, more eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Ivan, oh, Ivan ramen in New York has a, a, gar- a garlic, garlic, garlic who came in that don't have it on a date, but. Oof, so good. <laughs> yeah. but have it on a day. Probably not a good first kiss. Uh, no, meal. no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Bad first impression. 
Oh, awesome. Um, and then is there anything you'd like to say to your fans who uh, couldn't make it to Sakura Connor can you see this weekend? Which camera am I in? You should come to this con. It's a good con. <laughs> I'm sorry you couldn't show up. That sucks. Work said what? Really? And Caleb couldn't cover. Really? Well, Caleb's a liar. I wasn't even there. What? Awesome. Check out Space Dandy. <laughs> Good talking to you. No, I gotta, I gotta, that's up. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, and then finally, um, are there any upcoming conventions you can you can give the word on for people who... I'm doing SciFiCon next week, um, and I think I've got Tokyo and Tulsa, I think. Uh, I've got KamehaCon, which is going to be awesome. There's a bunch okay. of Dragon Ball people. Ooh, Ooh nice. It's, it's a Just whole... A sea of the orange jumpsuit. They're going to have <laughs> three Vegetas. At least. Three Vegetas, two... No, no, I mean... Literally. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryu Horikawa, uh, Chris Sabat, and then Brian Drummond, I think. Um, and then I think we got two Gokus, and uh, it's going to be great. Uh, that one's in Dallas. Uh, Kitsune Con, going to that. I'm going to Sack Anime. I'm going to J1 Con in Philadelphia. Apparently, I am going to cons. <laughs> Gotta put all that down. That's about it. Do either of you have any more questions? Yeah, no, it's been it's been great. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank one. you. Thank one. you so much. Thanks a lot.